What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Compile Swift podcast. I'm your host, Peter Widom, and you can find this podcast at compileswift.com. In this episode, I want to talk a little bit, and it's going to seem a little bit off topic at first, but it really isn't. I want to talk directly to those folks who share information and teach others, which actually should be all of us. What I'm talking about here is the way that we try to pass on information to other people, fellow developers, people who are wanting to get into development, experienced developers, whatever it may be, any level here. And I've got some tips on how I think the most effective ways to communicate that information to folks. Because at the core of it, this is really about conversations and communication between us as developers, be them our team members, or you communicating with folks outside of the team, other teams, all of that kind of thing, right? This is really important. And so I thought I'd take some time here and just give you a few little tips. I know it kind of seems off topic compared to what we normally talk about, but it really isn't. This is right on topic if you think about it. Communication is a massive part of what we do, right? We don't just write code. So here we go. Let's go ahead and get into a few tips here. This first one is going to be key to arguably many of these other tips and certainly the way you should approach these conversations. And that is to know your audience. Now, what does that mean? It doesn't mean like, oh, I know these people by name or anything like that. It means understand where they're coming from, be it from a learning perspective, a knowledge perspective, or how they want to have this conversation. Understand and know that and use that to guide you. For example, stop and say to yourself, am I talking to someone or a group of people or trying to communicate some concept to a group of folks who have zero understanding of programming? Or do I think that they know a little bit about programming, but they don't understand some of the more advanced concepts? Or am I talking to an advanced level of developers here who get concepts and patterns and everything else? Why does this matter? Well, simply put, if you are using terminology that is going to be completely lost at the beginning of the conversation, with whoever you're talking to, then you've lost the battle from the beginning. They're not going to get what you understand. Just because you understand it very well, it is often a misconception that we approach these things that, oh, other people must know this too. So, for example, when I'm trying to teach something to someone or explain something to someone, I'll look at it and say, okay, I know from talking to them previously and from listening to them now, which is another key important thing here, that they understand the basic concepts, right? They understand what a function is, why you would call it, why you would use it, variable naming, that kind of thing. And so I can use that terminology and know that I'm not going to lose them from the beginning. If I... I'm having a conversation and I feel like I can tell that I'm losing the person, then I'll ream it back in and I'll drop that level of explanation to a little more basic. And I will always say to folks, if I'm explaining something that you already understand, tell me, skip ahead. Or if it doesn't make any sense, ask as many questions as you need to. These are key to understanding the level of knowledge and comprehension that person or that group has. And you need to be able to adapt what you're trying to teach to that level accordingly to to successfully get that concept across. This is something that's not easy to do, but gets a lot easier with practice. 
And what I would recommend is to always start by assuming that you need to start from the lower level and then ramping it up as needed as that conversation continues. For example, if you're explaining what a function is and why you call it, and then someone is immediately asking you about something along the lines of parameters or something along those lines, then that tells me that clearly they know what a function is because they're asking about that next level of the concept, the understanding, right? So that's the first tip right there. Always try to understand and know your audience and adapt to that level of explanation. Time for a break. Hey, everybody. It's Peter Whittem here from the Compulsory Podcast. I want to tell you about Setapp. Setapp is a service that provides a subscription fee of just $10 a month and you get access to over 200 Mac applications. And it's also available now on iOS as part of that deal. I use the service because it just has a ton of really good first-rate apps that I use all the time. And for me, it's invaluable as a developer to have access to tools for things like APIs, for planning projects, uh, writing emails, writing documentation. And you can get all of these things, including database apps, all of that kind of stuff, right there on the Setapp service for just $10 a month. You can use as many or as few applications as you need. If you're interested in checking this out, go to peterwidham.com, P-E-T-E-R-W-I-T-H-A-M.com forward slash set app, S-E-T-A-P-P. And you can see the details there. And it's got a link that you can go over and start using the service and see how it works out for you. I strongly recommend this to every Mac user. Break time over. This next one kind of goes hand in hand, but it's more to do with the code and especially seeing written code itself. And this one gets me more times than it should, I guess. I'll, I'll admit to that. And that is when I find code examples from people or they send me code and it is the, in air quotes, optimized version. And what I mean by that is we all know that Swift, for example, is a great language for being able to optimize the code. And a lot of the time you see this, especially in videos, where folks will say, look, this is the long form version of doing the code, but you can actually strip all of this down into a one short line here where you call this function, pass in a function, and then it's got a closure or something like that. And you see this one little line of code with so much detail missing. And if you're someone that lives in the code every day and sees this all the time and writes this way, it probably makes perfect sense to you. In your brain, you're translating this out to the long version. You know what it means. But if you are someone who's not familiar with this and maybe writes their code out in the long form to begin with, but especially for learning something and understanding it, seeing that long form version that may not be the coolest looking way or the shortest looking way to write the code actually tells that person way more information. They can see it. They can recognize the parts of the code that they've seen before and they can relate to that. And then sure, go ahead and give them the optimized version as an alternative but don't just give them the optimized version because it may mean absolutely nothing to them or they may misinterpret. They may misinterpret, for example, open and close brackets as something other than what it's meant to be 
because they don't know that it's the optimized version. They may not have seen it before. They may have seen it but not be familiar with it enough to recognize that in this particular scenario, this is the optimized version. They may be thinking this is the straight up code. And then when they use it and they have a problem or they try to communicate it to someone else or something along those lines, it doesn't work for them because they've not made that connection. Again, it's about communicating it at the level that they understand. But I personally always prefer and try very hard to give folks the non-optimized version to explain to them this concept or what this code does. And then if they want to optimize it or they want to see an optimized version, they are then free to do so. But they've got the long form version that will make so much more sense to them at, at any level and they can learn from that and then adapt it accordingly. I know it looks cool to have the super compact optimized version. It is, in my opinion, a really bad way to communicate with people and teach because there's just concepts that are lost in translation and assumptions are made and that's never a good thing. So that's the next tip right there. Always show the long form version and by all means offer or wait for them to ask for an optimized version that they can then learn from as well. When I'm learning stuff and I'm making notes, I actually write down in my notes the both ways because I know for me, if I make notes, it goes in my head more because I'm writing it down in hand, which does seem a bit weird with code, I admit. I know a lot of folks do it. And for me, it really sinks into my head when I write this down in by hand and I will in my notebooks put the long form version and various stages sometimes of the optimized versions. So that when I go back six months from now to this concept I've never used, it makes so much sense to me. And I can reverse engineer and use as reference the optimized ones with code that I find to figure out what does that code mean. So that's the next tip right there. And this last tip, I think, benefits you as much as it benefits your audience. And that is to always be looking for different ways to explain the same thing because often we will come up with a way to explain something and we'll convince ourselves that this is awesome this is great this is going to get the idea across and then when you do it and you try to explain it to someone it doesn't and it always pays to try and have an alternative way to explain that same thing so for example when I'm doing my videos or my blog posts or anything like that I always have in the back of my mind and sometimes even in that medium presented more than one way of explaining the concept or topic at hand so that maybe it resonates with someone who either gets the first explanation or they don't understand it and but they get the alternative one some connection and the reason for this is being important is we all learn things different ways we all have different life experiences that means that we understand things differently, we see them differently, they have different interpretations for us. So if you give me, as the learner, more than one way to try and grasp what it is you're telling me, you've now doubled your chances, right? If you do it two different ways, at least, you've now doubled your chances of me understanding that concept and it's sinking into my head and also... I'll have less questions because I understand it. And that's the bonus part here is be prepared 
that people will ask questions and be prepared to use these alternative explanations or to dive into things in a different way to answer those questions. Absolutely, if you can, always answer people's questions. I have, thankfully, this rarely happens, but I have been in the situation before where I'll hear someone explaining something to someone and then they'll, I'll hear them say, someone will ask a question and they'll say, oh, you should, yeah, go look that up. That's exactly the wrong answer to give. You've dangled this carrot of knowledge in front of someone and now they didn't quite get the carrot and you're telling them, go somewhere else and get another carrot. That's not the idea here, folks. If you're prepared to go to the time and trouble to explain something to someone, be prepared to go to the time and trouble to explain it and make sure they get it and answer their questions. Otherwise, why are you bothering? Because you're communicating to those people, look, you obviously didn't get what I'm trying to tell you, so go and ask someone else. That's really not what you're going for here. We have such great communities out there, and so many people who go the extra mile and the extra mile to explain things. Be one of those people. Have that reputation for really trying to help someone. Yes, granted, at the end of it, you may realize I can't help them, but be nice about it. Explain to them, look, I, I don't think I'm really explaining this very well. I think these resources will help. Be one of those people. That's the kind of person I try to be. I am by no means an expert on anything, but I will go to lengths to try and help someone understand and explain it to them. Be one of those people. That's some tips here in this episode. I know that, like I say, this probably you're thinking, well, does this help me? Yeah, actually it does. Because I guarantee you that one day, if you haven't already, you're going to have to explain something to someone or a group of people Or maybe you're really lucky and you get to go and give a talk at a lecture or a conference or a presentation. And all of these tips that I've given you here, I think will greatly help you get across the ideas and the information that you are targeting your audience to to get and understand. And you're saying what you want to say and they're getting it. So I hope this has been helpful. Please, if it has, let me know. Leave a review for the podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. I think that all of this kind of conversation is as important as any technical-based conversation we have. Any episodes that I do where we talk about tools, code, anything like that, this stuff is just as important. It's about making you and making us as good a teammate as we can to everybody else, be that a teammate at a local level, a teaching level, an online putting content out there level, whatever you want to call it, these are important skills that will help you go a lot further and help you get your concepts across to other people when you really need that to count. That's it. You can find me everywhere at Compile Swift. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Take care. I will speak to you in the next one.